web development, productivity, internet marketing, the economy. It can only mean one thing. This is the David Conley Show. Online at dcradionetwork.com. Greetings, brothers and sisters of the planet Earth. You're listening to the David Connolly Show, coming at you from dcradionetwork.com. It's the talk show with me, DC, talking about things like web development, productivity, uh, you know, how to do amazing things and earn automated incomes from laptops and all of that stuff, man. It's good to have you here. I'm talking on... Can you believe it? It's the 15th of December. The year is almost gone. Who would have thought? And uh, I thought thought I'd come on, say hello, and touch base. Have you had a good day? I've had a good day. Well, actually, I've had an okay day, but it's kind of good now that I'm here. I have to tell you folks, I had the most Monty Python phone call in the history of my life today, you know. Um, This car insurance company, what was the name of them? Ainsley, Ainsley Car Insurance, sent me a quotation by email for the a really, really great price. I mean, really shockingly low. This fantastic price. Maybe it's because I'm driving a crap car, you know. But they quoted me 160. I thought, this is fantastic. I phoned them up and I was like, yes, I'm ready to go ahead. 160 don't, well, it was actually 162. And the guy was like this to me. He was reading out all this stuff and he was like, right, so it's a blue car. Like, yes. And he's like, right, it has four wheels and this and this. Yes, you know, you've, you've not been jailed. Yes, yes, yes. He said, um, and through all of this list of stuff, and you're just like, yes, yes, yes. He said, um, and uh, you fitted a security device. And I said, yes. And then I said, well, hang on a minute. Um, I haven't actually fitted a security device. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's got factory security and stuff. I think it comes with an immobilizer and that, you know, the standard stuff that comes with the car. And the guy says, well, well, he said, wait a second. He says, it says here that you have fitted a security device. He says, hang on a second. Starts typing. Then he comes back and says, well, actually, because the thing does not have an other security device, he says, I'm afraid that changes the price. It's not going to be 160 anymore. It's going to be 280 can you believe that? This is Ainsley Car Insurance, right? £280. What an incredible leap. That's almost double the amount. And I says to the guy, oh man, this is a real drag. And everything. he's like, well, I'm sorry. We've done the best we can and blah, blah, blah. And then I had a, had a moment of inspiration, folks. A moment that was like a diamond bullet through the noggin. Because I said to the guy, hang on a second. What does what does it actually have to be this 
other security device. Like, can you please clarify, what does it say on the screen that I have to have here for this other security device? He said, well, it just says on the screen, other security device. <laughs> okay. And I says, right. I says, good. Well, I said, well, sir, in that case, I can declare, yes, I do have another security device. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much. And I shall accept the good quotation. And the guy said to me, well, what's the other security device? I said to him, <laughs> I, said, I said, it's a skeletal figurine dangling from a piece of string suspended from the rear view mirror. And the guy was like, that's not a security device. I said, yes, it is. Yes, and he was one of these guys that, like, totally reads the script and all that, you know, like, completely cardboard, just wouldn't go out of state, you know. So I was just like that straight back. And I was like, oh, but it is a security device. Haven't you seen Skeletor before? He's the most terrifying character in all of fiction. Nobody would break into a car with a Skeletor figurine. I think it's an ample security de device and I'm delighted to accept your quotation. The guy said to me, but it doesn't do anything. He says, your security device, your, the security device on the car must have some function. And I was really on my toes. I said, oh, but it does. It does actually have a function, sir. Thank you very much. He says, what's it do? I said, it swings backwards and forwards. And he says, well, that, he says, it, it can't just do that. There must be something else. And I said, yes, there is actually. It rotates as well. <laughs> and the, the whole conversation just went on. It, you will not believe this. It actually got worse from this point onwards, it got worse, you know, so it ended up, um, we went on and on debating this, and the guy said to me, look, he says it has to be a proper security device, it can't just be like a piece of tape stuck to the, the door, and I said, well, I'm glad you mentioned that, because I was planning on installing a piece of tape on the door as well, and he says, but you can't do that. He says, do you not have some other security device? I said, I do. As a matter of fact, yes, I do. Thank you very much. I do. I have two furry dice. And one of them is shaped like a skull. Absolutely terrifying. Bound to intimidate and deter any would-be criminal from stealing the car. Thank you very much indeed. I have my card ready. Thank you for the... The cheap insurance. That's my phone bleeping. Let me see, just see what's happening here. Let me just see. Um, breaking news. Russia raises key rate to 17% effective Tuesday. Well, that's very interesting, folks. I'm going to talk about that later on. I have a little thing from CNBC. They give me news flashes and stuff. And I have to tell you, man, I am killing it on the stock market. Anyway, back to this crazy phone call. Um, it ended up, I said to the guy, look, uh, I said, is this call being recorded? He said, yes, it is. I said, good, because I'm saying very clearly, perfectly, legally, with great consideration and great respect to the law, that I have 
and another security device. Thank you very much. And uh, I'm declaring that that is my security device. Thank you. And he was like, but uh, that can't be a security device. And I said, well, where do you draw the line? I mean, is a security device a, a, a padlock? Is it a steering lock? Is it? And I says, like, do you are you the guy who gets to decide? Are you the great judge of security devices? Like, who makes the call? I said, okay, well, I'm going to make the call. And my security device is a Skeletor figurine. Thank you very much. And the guy was like, well, we can't accept that. I said, I'll tell you what, go talk to your manager. Go have a word with your manager. Tell him there's a customer here who's delighted with the service, looking forward to going ahead. Tell the manager that he has a Skeletor figurine and that is his security. Go see what the manager says and if the manager doesn't like it, then give me some text, show me some documentation with a list of what is officially considered a security device. If you don't have that list, then I'm making the declaration. So the guy went away and I don't even know why I'm talking about this, probably because the phone call went on for about half an hour. Just like me talking about it here. The guy came away, went away, came back, and he was like, um, okay, well, I had a word with my, my boss. He says, and he actually, believe it or not, he agrees that you could technically define what the security device is, but unfortunately, we cannot uh, count that security device in this case because when you started the phone call, you said that you didn't have a security device, but now you have. And then uh, the whole thing became completely ridiculous because I said to him, well, I said, we've been on this phone for quite some time now. And I can tell you that throughout the duration of this phone call, the status of my vehicle has changed. You know, I said, as a matter of fact, there's every likelihood that the status of my car could change one hour from now. The status has changed. When I came on, I never had a security device. Now I have. The guy said to me, yeah, but he says, the thing is, it has to be fitted by a mechanic. <laughs> I said, well, that's no problem. I said, because look, here comes my friend Bob. He's a mechanic. And I'm like, hello, Bob. And he's like, hello. <laughs> and I'm on the phone. I was like, well, what a lucky day. Bob has now installed the security device. Thank you so much. Anyway, the phone call, believe it or not, did get even worse than that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I wish I'd taped this. I mean, this one would have gone viral, you know, because these are the kind of conversations that we all have, right? You need an, another security device and all of these little things, but nobody ever takes the time to think this stuff through, you know? So after that, the whole thing became uh, completely ridiculous. The guy was like, well, um, I had another conversation with the manager and he was telling me that the security device must actually do something to the car, you know. And I said, oh, but it does. I said, this security de device actually 
has a certain amount of weight to the tune of multiple grams. And with that extra weight, the vehicle uses up more fuel, which actually hinders any would-be thief's opportunity to get away in the car. And indeed, because it lowers the fuel consumption, it is further deterrence, not as if we needed any more anyway. Anyway, I'm going to shut up. But that was the phone call today. Kind of a classic, don't you think? Anyway, how have you been? Let's talk about something important. Have you been on the Insider Club lately? Well, you should have been. Because last week, up until last week actually, I was posting my stock market trades. Now, some of you folks know me, most of you folks know me as a web developer. But over the last year or so, I've been playing around with the stock market and all that, and I still um, do web development. I am a commercial. I was at a client's place today, in fact, and uh, I still build web applications and blah, 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 blah. But I'm spending more and more time on the stock market, you know? And I thought it would be nice to come on and just go on the forum and say, right, here's what I'm doing, you know, just go public. Here are the trades. Here's where the money's going. Thank you very much, dated and timestamped. Let's all see what happens now. Folks, if you were on the Insider Club discussion forum checking that stuff out, then your mind would be blown. Do you hear me, people? It would be blown. Because, really and truly, I have became the guy from the Limitless movie. I mean, everything I was calling was coming in. It was absolutely incredible. First call I think I made, or maybe it was the second, I said, I'm going to um, back the US dollar against the Russian ruble, you know? And do you know that within 24 hours, and it's all dated and timestamp, the ruble had the biggest crash since 1998 on one day. I am the guy who called it, folks, and that was long before CNBC or anyone else was talking about that stuff, you know? So, I've been going on the Insider Club uh, discussion forum, you know, I put some money in silver as well. That flew, that went really well last week, uh, and it's been a good vibe, you know? It has been a good vibe. Now listen, some of you folks aren't familiar with that universe. And I know that some of you folks are probably thinking, well, don't you need like vast fortunes to play the stock market? Don't you need like, I don't know, special training or something? Uh, don't you need insider information? Is it not just gambling? Well, let me tell you, um, in fact, this is a podcast. I may as well give you the long slightly patronizing answer, okay? And here it is, folks. And I know that I'm talking to a lot of web developers, so let me answer this from a web development perspective, right? Okay, hello web developer, okay, let's talk about something you know about here, right? Now, imagine if you could go into a time machine and head back to the early 1990s the early 1990s, just when the web was starting to kick off. Yes, 
maybe some version of it had been around before then. But I'm talking about as far as the kind of great unwashed are concerned, right back to the start, a time when there was no eBay, no Facebook, no Twitter, no PayPal, none of the big online empires that we know about now. Imagine if you could go back to that time in the early 1990s knowing what you know now with all the skills you've got, all the knowledge about the market and above all, the idea of this fresh, exciting new industry that's just appeared. Now, if that could happen, if you could do that, I think you'll agree that it would basically be a license to make a fortune, okay? Because, you know, back then it was such a new industry, everything was all new and fresh, and you could go in and really excite, blah, 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 blah. You know, new technologies and everything, right? Okay? Now, here's the vibe, folks. Talking to you web developers here, right? You see, it's nice to be a web developer. I encourage the vibe. I enjoy the vibe. But here's the problem. Increasingly, most of the areas that somebody could potentially move into on the web have all been taken up, okay? So, you know, if you have any ideas of opening an online bookshop, let's say, well, I hate to be the breaker of bad news, but I actually don't fancy your chances because there's a site out there called Amazon, okay? And when you look across the web, there's so many areas now which are just being dominated, monopolized actually. You know, look at the, um, oh gee, there's so many. I mean, even when we talk about things like um, the hotel industry, insurance, you know, social media, wherever you look, things seem to be becoming monopolized. You could be the best web developer in the universe, but if you're planning on building an online auction website, well, I don't know, you know. There's already one of those. So it's tough. This is... It's almost like the web is kind of an old industry, right? I know that sounds shocking, but that's the vibe, you know. Um, even as I speak here, I'm sure there's probably hundreds of people doing podcasts talking about the same kind of stuff. Well, maybe not. I don't know. But I'm just saying that the thing's crowded, okay? Now, check this vibe out. What if I told you that there is a brand new industry on the web, a brand new vibe, shining, undiscovered by the great masses, and wide open to someone just like you. And you know, with this exciting, glorious new industry that I'm going to talk about, check this out. Not only can you make fortunes, not only is there some hypothetical thing of like, you know, you could make money. Check this, folks. Every week, hundreds, not dozens, not a few, hundreds of people become millionaires through this great new thing that I'm talking about. I'm talking about day trading. I'm talking about playing the stock market 
from your computer. Now, some of you folks are like, well, hang on, man, there's nothing new about that. Stock market's been going for years, right? Over a hundred years, you know. Well, maybe it has, but it hasn't been going like this. You see, if I was to say to you, okay, picture the stock market, what does it look like? Imagine it, right? You imagine, you know, somewhere like Wall Street and everyone's all shouting, oh, hand signals, you know, all of that stuff going on and they're all... It's like a big rabble. Well, check this out, folks. The times have changed. Do you know that the NASDAQ, for example, is now entirely run by computers? There's no more fighting around. and You know, it's all run by computers. It's, it's all linked to the web. Can you believe it? It's all linked to the web. And it's incredible. Folks, that in itself is a revolution. But hang tough, because there's more revolutions coming up, and you need to know about this stuff. So, that's one revolution. But the next revolution is that in the past, ordinary people, especially like, you know, I'm not, I don't want to be too judgmental here, but most web developers whom I know, they're not exactly like rolling and million dollar bills, right? They're, uh, the only bills they're rolling about in is the ones they need to pay that they can't afford. Web developers are not a rich bunch. And in the past, ordinary folks couldn't get a kick of the ball. You couldn't get involved in the stock market or anything unless you had maybe 20,000, okay? And even very recently, like as recent as a couple of months ago, I seen some... Um, trainers, people who teach stock market stuff saying, yeah, if you can raise 5,000, come on board, you know. So the vibe has always been that you need thousands to play the stock market, okay? You need thousands. But listen, folks, that's not the case at all. Hear the words of DC. You can now, thanks to technology, thanks to new trading platforms, new methods of playing the stock market, things like CFDs, spread bets, and even just simple gambling sites like the William Hill site, you can go on and start playing the stock market live from your phone or, you know, tablet, uh, whatever laptop. You can come on board the fun bus for a couple of hundred bucks, you know? As a matter of fact, I could even show you how to get on board the fun bus for a tenner, for the price of a kind of hot meal, you know? And that is a revolution. Now somebody might say, well, hang on, man, you know, it's, that's, that's nice, okay, that's nice, but what use is it playing the stock market with a low amount of money? What use is that possibly going to be? And, you know, how's that going to change anything unless we all live for, the you know, a million years or something, right? But check this out, folks. Remember the words of Albert Einstein. What was it he said again? I can't remember. But <laughs> the vibe is um, compound interest is one of the most marvellous laws of the universe. You know? It's like if you take one pound and you double it, okay? Let's go with dollars, actually. My accent... My accent has problems with pounds, right? I have, a, I have problems with words like that. Um, 
You take one dollar, you double it, you get two dollars. Let's double it again. You get three, uh, sorry, four dollars. <laughs> Let's double it again. You get eight dollars, okay? Now, how many days would you need to be doing this for until you had a million dollars? Well, I've probably said this before on here, so let me tell you right now. The answer is 20 days, okay? By day 20, you are a millionaire. Now, does that mean that I'm saying that this is something that I've managed to achieve or that you can do or anything like that? Well, I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying that it's mathematically possible. In fact, the, the real takeaway from what I'm saying here isn't so much the kind of like, oh, if you do 20 days, double a millionaire, ha ha! You know, nice little mathematical conundrum. The takeaway is this, folks, that when you start looking at the numbers and you start thinking about this kind of compounding vibe, right? The exponential curves and all of that. Don't you see what's happening? The initial amount that you actually put into the kitty becomes almost irrelevant. Hmm, isn't that interesting? Isn't that very interesting indeed? So the point is, you don't need a ton of money to get involved in this stuff. There's a revolution. The next revolution is it's happening online, right? So you can do this from anywhere. Folks, imagine being on the beach. Imagine being at home or at the top of a mountain or anywhere, okay? Imagine doing that and you're, you know, you place a bit, you're watching the chart and you're watching it going up and up and you're like, man, this is incredible. Some of you folks will think, yeah, but you know, you can't make these massive amounts. Well, actually you can. Today, I went, I shorted Adobe, made some money on that. And I also backed the US dollar against the ruble again. And uh, I made, let me do the calculation, uh, seven, five, I quadrupled my money in one day. That's the day I had today. Thank you very much. You don't believe any of this stuff? Well, you should have been at the Insider Club when I was publishing this, dated and timestamp. So amazing things can happen. But here's the real magic, folks. What if I was to tell you that you could actually have a very healthy, very good income, a stable source of income. You can make money on any market. doesn't matter if the stock market's going up or down. Do you know that you can make money when stocks go down? I'm going to explain that to you someday in a little more detail. But you can. And it doesn't matter to me if the stock market goes down. In fact, I will be celebrating. If the stock market crashes, I'm going to become super rich. Okay? And I'll talk to you about that at the Insider Club one of these days and explain how that works. But the point is, can you imagine no more deadlines? No more sales, no more advertising, no more marketing, no more dealing with unreasonable customers, no more late nights frying your brain over if statements and while loops. No more shirts and ties. No more 
better make sure I'm in the office for nine o'clock. Can you imagine? And that, folks, to me, is the golden grail of the web. You know? Now, anyone who's designed websites in the past, you've probably looked at stock pics at some point. You know, those stock pictures, and uh, there's various websites you can buy them, and it's, you know, pictures of receptionists and all of that. And one of the categories that's really popular is uh, <laughs> just about every second website has a picture, man with a laptop, you know, or woman with a laptop. And when you browse, you always see these pictures of someone on a beach with a laptop, you know. It's like they're on this beach and they've got a laptop and they're cheering. How many times have we seen photographs like that? And why are those photographs so compelling? The answer is because this is the golden grail of the web. This is the golden grail, folks. It's to be on the beach with the laptop cheering, maybe even on a hammock, right? And that's the thing, that's the dream that everybody wants, man. And it's like, yeah, you know, here we go. And everyone I know who starts a website or something, they all have that kind of dream. Yeah, man, you know, this is it. I'm going to be on the beach and blah, blah, blah. Well, guess what? It turns out that actually that's a very, very difficult thing to achieve. I've been in this game since... Uh, the mid-1990s, and I can honestly tell you that of the 500 websites that I've built, maybe only about five of them have actually managed to achieve what I would call, like, real staggering financial success. Probably only five, you know. Um, and by the way, those five, they it, it wasn't like they launched the site and they woke up the next day and they were like, well, I don't know what happened, but we just made millions. It never works like that. I was in with a, a client of mine today who has been with me for over 10 years. And he's very, very successful. Extremely successful, actually. Uh, has a large company with a call center and all that. I'm not going to give names at least not here, because it's uncool. But he was talking to me and he was saying, you know, this new system, he's getting a new system built. And he said, it's going to be like the fourth road bridge. And I knew exactly what he meant, you know. Do you know about the fourth road bridge? The fourth road bridge is a big bridge over in the east of Scotland. Big red bridge, actually. You know, it's a big steel structure, very large and grandiose, and it happens to be red in colour, a bit like the Golden Gate Bridge, you know. Um, but anyways, this big, huge, giant bridge, blah, 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 blah. And the thing about the fourth road bridge is that it's constantly being repainted, right? There's a team of painters on the, the bridge full time, and they paint the bridge, and I think it takes them, like, the whole year to paint this bridge because it's so big, you know. But as soon as they get to the other end of the bridge and they've finished painting the bridge, do you know what they do? They go right back to the start again and then they paint it again. 
So it's constantly being repainted, constantly, constantly. And this client of mine, multi-millionaire, you know, he was saying to me that his application and indeed his website is the fourth road bridge. They will never be finished. It's hard work, you know. It's long hours, it's not easy, and that is the vibe. So, don't get me wrong, I love web development. I'm going to continue doing web development and all of that stuff, and good luck, and I have some interesting web development stuff coming up very soon. But nevertheless, in my opinion, the stock market is the new golden grail of the web. This is a brand new industry. This is, this is new stuff that wasn't around even a couple of years ago, even a year ago. You know, the times have changed and things have moved on so quickly. It's absolutely incredible. And of course, there's all sorts of software and alert systems. You know, I mean, really and truly, you cannot go wrong as far as I'm concerned with this stuff. So I'm loving it. That's how I'm spending my time, you know. Anyway, listen, I've spoken too much. Thank you very much for putting up with me here. And um, I hope you can understand my modified accent. This is me trying to sound posh, you know. If I spoke to you in my normal voice, nobody would even understand me. But anyway, thanks for being here. Stay cool, and I shall see you soon.